0: Howdy, y'all. It is October 20th, 2020. It is a snowy Tuesday evening. Uh, it was a little bit uh, tumultuous uh, driving home. I thought I might have to do a little bit of a snow delay, but we're here. We are uh, we are ready for tonight. It is podcast number 60. Somehow we've made 60 of these damn things. Um, and you know we like to get going underway, but before we do, Walters has got to lead us in. So, Walters... football fix with your lovely hostesses garlic johnson we're gonna need to take a break here while i change my pants
1: josh mitchell sitting here undefeated in everything i do except fantasy football no i'm not allowed to handle crayons
0: (laughs) not after last time
1: (laughs) not after last time
0: and now ladies and gentlemen garlic and josh hello everybody and welcome to the hidden oaks overdose football fix podcast i am one of your lovely hostesses, is the garlic johnson i am joined by your other lovely hostess the joshua mitchell josh say hi to the snowy folks hi Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com slash hoodpod, anchor.fm slash hoodpod are all the places you can interact with us. Anchor, we're pushing a little bit here, trying to train some fan behavior, so we'll talk about more, that more in a bit. Don't forget to be a friend and tell a friend. We are still on our journey to 100 subs. Last week, we were at 26. This week, Josh, we are up to...
1: 272,000.
0: I'll give you one more guess.
1: Uh, get rid of like the last four digits so 27
0: 27 man we did it so plus one sub from last week we are working hard that's not real we are expecting you to work hard for us because we already do all this at least you could do is push the link out we appreciate you we love you uh
1: and i can already hear the victorious pod 27 dams is rookie numbers who cares quality over quantity yeah 27 real people you have 44 walters accounts
0: (laughs) All right, easy. Let's not. We'll have plenty of time to shit on them. Let's not. he's easy, easy, pal. Uh, segment start. Though? Aren't they going to retire here in a couple of weeks? You, you never know. Uh, segment start times are down in the description below for you audio listeners. For your YouTube listeners, they're off by about five minutes, so you can guess or you can get bent. I'm sorry, you're here live, so you probably don't need the segment times. Uh, levi okey illustration is the man who did all this beautiful art for us that's how you'll find him on instagram as well at levi Oki illustration josh how we durin today
1: durin got to stay inside and watch it snow all day um only inconvenience of it is when i let the dogs out they don't want to come back in and when they do want to come back in they don't want the door to be closed because they want to go right back out and so i have just essentially a slip and slide of a kitchen floor right now but and that's why we went with the pet proof, waterproof flooring. Nice. Hello. Yeah, you're and about also. Oh I'm I wasn't done. I had a long day. Please continue. Well, first uh, first night in my married life, I slept on the couch. Um not for n- not for reasons in which most people do, but because I woke up at one thirty thinking my insides were going to absolutely explode. Because part of me thinks I had some um, something that just did not sit well, and I was gonna just yak all night, but I'm surprised I didn't wake up to Nikita laughing at me because I was laying in the fetal position on the couch at four o'clock in the morning when she was leaving for work with just a tiny little dog blanket on me because I couldn't find anything closer and a bucket by my head. But yeah, I, I didn't plan on sleeping on the couch, but from one thirty until about five, I did.
0: Oh, good cover story um I'm surprised you didn't sleep on the toilet and or in the bathtub naked just to, you know, and then once you wake up, take a shower, wash all the waste away, and then you're you're all set to go. It's all about efficiency there, here josh
1: there there was no waste thankfully um it was <laughs> it was one hundred percent just abdominal distress oh distress, good more. word,
0: good word, yeah,
1: yeah so i went on to WebMD and apparently i had six different types of cancer though so oh no hopefully
0: none of them terminal yeah i don't think so i'm not in an airport <laughs> Is it, have i ever mentioned i hate you before just want to make sure i'm Maybe clear on no. that okay well in case i haven't mentioned it before i do hate you uh okay. yeah all right so uh that's how are how- you gar Wow, Josh, you saved yourself. We were almost about to move on. Uh, but I don't have a lot to talk about today. I'm doing great. I didn't uh, you know, I don't have a partner that can kick me in or out of the bedroom as they so please, but I did end up sleeping in the recliner tonight. And starts to be starting to be a garlic classic on Monday nights where I don't get enough sleep over the weekend. So I get home and then I just sit in the recliner, eat dinner, and then I'm just fucking done. So I woke up at about 8 9 p.m then tried to force myself to sleep through the night right after that so you could say i got 16 hours of sleep you could say i didn't get any sleep at all because it was way too much but so that was that was my very exciting evening was dinner and then sleep in the recliner while youtube played in the background forever uh but yeah otherwise i'm doing good it's snowy the commute's a little bit longer than i'm used to i used to ride the bus in the snow so it was no big deal all the way up to paul parkway and then i'd just drive the whatever mile and a half home but we'll get used to it or i'll force my boss let me work from home way more so i don't have to deal with it we'll see uh but we will move on josh because we got plenty of stuff going on tonight let's move right into the fan tasty zone and it uh, oh i didn't pull up my word doc okay well i'll just have to remember the segment start times or no i guess i'll write them down on this little sheet of paper hold on this little uh, production thing i gotta do don't mind me la-di-da-di-da okay oh what, what what kind of sponsor you got there josh
1: i got 60 pouches the jumbo pack of Mott's assorted fruit snacks
0: well that box is open my heart tells me there are not 60 pouches in there and knowing you i'm gonna guess there's about 30 if you opened it today
1: no i've actually been pacing myself um i put I put a box of razor blades in there and shook it around just in case I wanted to go back for more. So when I reach in and I get one, I got to consider myself lucky. So I don't go back for more unless I absolutely really want to risk cutting my hands. I've only needed to get stitches four times this week.
0: So are you one of those guys I'm going to read about like we do every Halloween of a guy who put razor blades or other uh, nefarious things into the Halloween candy? Is that what you guys are handing out for Halloween or what's the Mitchell household strategy for Halloween?
1: No, parents are starting to look into razor blades and candy. We'd like to go with cyanide.
0: So, are you doing candy or are you going to do the Mott's, uh, the Mott's fruit snacks there? Because uh, a couple weeks I'm weekend- not to share my fruit snacks. Sorry. So, it's going to be candy then?
1: Yeah, it'll be candy. Whether or not it's candy from this year or last year's Halloween, we'll find out. Or at Got least it. the kids will. Gotcha.
0: Because I had I just spent uh, an evening with uh, Nate and JC when I was in the city a couple weekends ago, and she had told me that they were giving out Mott's fruit snacks, exactly those things they just held up. So I was curious. JC. if JC. Or no, not Jesus. Uh, Josie. I'm mixing up. I was going to say. Mixing who up who the, the- f- mixing up the female names i know josie they both start with j they both end in a e sound uh but yeah josie said she's handing out fruit snacks this year so i was like okay maybe this is a woke thing all the cool uh, dink couples are doing these days that i don't know about so anywho uh, i got uh i got reese's i've been craving them i had to stop by walmart today they got me with the old Check out, uh the old checkout special there i bought one uh but let's get into it we have an email as we always do from the brian um and then I'm, i've been trying to get remind myself to play the sounder so here's this
2: you've got mail
0: there we go have to have it um subject line from brian show recap 10:13. hi guys excuse me again three exclamation points i gotta <clears throat> you did this on purpose hi guys As I sit here in my hotel room in St. Louis with my Team Garlic shirt on, true story, I realize something. Shout out, by the way, Team Garlic, how you doing? I am old. I know you keep telling me over and over, and now, after listening to the Marvel Top 5 list, talk of Venmo, some voice service thing that I would have no idea how to figure out, or I would have no idea of how to figure out, and not to mention having to have Guard direct me to tonight's show, ugh, and wait till you see my Top 5 unfortunately i have you guys to keep me young another solid show well done gentlemen and although i did not submit a top five for the marvel list i learned a lot i would have been stumped after spider-man maybe ant-man but i would have followed it up with a caterpillar man beetle man and batman uh, then he goes on to list his top, his uh, he calls it the top five, it's the fave five, Brian, so that's another sign of your age, you refuse to call a thing by the name we call it, you always call it the top five, it's the fave five, but he goes on to uh, list off his fave five, and then he, uh, he says, love the grum, his signature this week is good Brian, which is a good old shout out back to the hood, because there was two Brian's, so there was good Brian and bad Brian, and then he also lists uh, fifth in line to the throne, which I don't know if he listed that last week or I just remember reading the email because it always sends him uh, the week prior. So Brian is letting us know that he's fifth in line to the throne at the old uh, Porter John company that it works for. So good for you, Brian. Hopefully uh, a designated survivor situation doesn't come up where the top four guys get knocked out and then all of a sudden you run the place. So, But if, if it does, I'm sure you do a great job. You'd be a great steward to that company. Uh, so Josh, uh, to Brian's point of him calling himself old, obviously we've harped on that quite a bit. I was scrolling through Reddit, I think just today or yesterday, as I do, and I read uh, something from our psychology, the psychology subreddit, that uh, your cognitive peak is at the age of thirty-five, uh, and so I know that uh, we are a lot closer to thirty-five than Brian is on the other side of thirty-five. So, I mean, do we put Brian in a home now? Like, what do we? How do we handle Brian and his oldness?
1: Well, the thing about peaks is, is that. You can be on the same side. You can still be on a high end of the peak on the opposite end. Um, In Brian's case, though, the years that have passed since 35, um, he's probably got a shovel and is continuing to dig. Um, So, you know, getting him into a home, that's up to Brad. I think Brad likes to confuse him and say that he still gets an allowance every once in a while. Um, So I I don't see it happening for the next
0: 50, 60 years you know that could be the case uh we'll just have to, we will just have to wait and see wait hold on All right okay well, I'll, I'll address that later it says we got a voice message from ryan eason Did we really did we really get ryan eason to listen to our podcast is that real i don't know i didn't know we were big time yeah i mean so and so now i'm str- i'm struggling because i don't know if he sent that in for the fave five like everyone else did or if he just sent us a a miscellaneous voicemail maybe Boy, we'll see yeah i just got the email he sent it as we started so right oh well okay never mind i understand it was his audio al he's his anchor town is under ryan Easton because he took over ryan Easton podcast i got excited there but it's from audio al that all makes sense It's oh. fade five uh but speaking of getting voicemails like i said i've been trying to intensify and um train the behavior of our anchor uh component so we can get voicemails through there li- 60 second limit so you get to time box people so not taking up too much of your show but it's nice to hear people's voices it's nice for our listeners to hear what the other listeners sound like uh so we did get a, a voicemail this week from walters
2: you've got mail
0: and so uh let me go ahead and play this right quick here uh josh have you have you previewed this or do you have no idea what this man said no idea. I like to be surprised. All right. Yeah. I didn't get to preview it either. So here we go.
3: Hey, Josh. Hey, garlic. It's your boy, Walters. Um, I just want to know what in the hell are they smoking down there in Miami? Uh, why did Ryan Fitzpatrick lose his job to Tua? Like he hasn't done anything wrong this year. Like He's been a really, really good quarterback. He's been a solid quarterback. I mean, I don't have him on any of my fantasy rosters, so it's not like I'm going to be hurting.
0: But I don't understand the logic in starting Tua at this point. Uh, Your season's not in jeopardy. Uh, You're definitely not going to be getting the first pick overall. So why now would you switch from a quarterback that seems to be doing well and winning you a few games to starting your rookie? That's all. Bye. I'm not sure he knew how he wanted to end of that. Cause it sounded like he was going to say more after he said, uh, starting your rookie, but, uh, you know, but probably started beeping, you know, you have
1: five uh, seconds left.
0: Well, correct. Well, see, the classic thing, because I used to, you know, someone I know used to leave these voicemails all the time, and the beeping would actually happen on the audio. So, maybe he heard the beep, and that's what, you know, got him going. But we used to hear the beeps ourselves, but it's probably for the best that Anchor fixed that. Uh, but yeah, Josh, to his question, uh, so the Dolphins are going into their bye week. Uh, they are 3-3, three and three, second place in the AFC East, and not behind the Patriots. So, crazy things are happening in the AFC East, but... Why? Why are they starting? Why are they switching to Tua after Fitzmagic has gotten the abysmal Dolphins to three and three?
1: Yeah, no. Honestly, um, I was shocked to read it. Um, my only thoughts behind it is, is that you know they're what were six games, seven. It's going to be seven games in the season. Tua got his first bit of action this last week, so they're going to toss him in, um, toss him in, see how he does. Um, he has Fitzmagic as his number one fan, essentially. Um, but to be, to answer Walter's question, I was honestly shocked to read that news. Um, I do think that two is a good, good kid. I hope he does well. Um, it's fun that I can say good kid to rookies now because they used to be my age, but now they're, they're like eight years younger than me. So, um, so yeah, no, it'll be, I, I'm excited to watch him play. Um, And, and I'm, I'm sure that if things were to struggle, they'd be fine going back to the old uh, Fitz magic. But, um, when it comes down to it, you know, they want to get their, their young gun in and see what he can do in, in game time.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm sure they're, to build off what Josh is saying, I'm sure what they're doing is, uh, is, was decently influenced by what they saw happen, uh, over in Los Angeles for the Chargers, where they didn't plan to start Herbie for a while. And then Herbie got in there because they literally stabbed their starting quarterback in the chest and punctured a lung. Uh, but they're like, you know what, this Herbie kid, even he hasn't won a game yet, but he's having success. And so I'd like to assume that the Dolphins coaches and management and whatever else are smarter than us. They know what they see day in and day out out of practice, um, so that's part of it. Also, I just pulled up his stats real quick for Fitzmagic. Um,
1: he has 70% completion. That's decent.
0: Yeah, that's not bad. He also already has um, seven... Seven interceptions. Correct, yeah. So he had he threw three against New England, two against Seattle, and then two against the Jets, which they, they beat the Jets, but he also has two games with zero touchdowns, and so you can blame that on Fitzmagic. You can blame that on a lot of other things, but... I assume, like we all know, Fitzmagic is a wild card, and so obviously he was fine for them last year, and he's been okay for them this year, but they know what they see in practice, like I said, and if Tua looks better, if Tua's ready, you know, obviously the hip injury and all that, everyone's concerned, He may, will he slide in the draft, this and that, so the Dolphins are going to know what's best. Uh, you would hope, at least, maybe they're just a bunch of stooges down there, only one way to find out, but... Uh, yeah, they see themselves 3-3. Three and three. Maybe they thought they were tanking, and they're like, you know what, this Tua kid gives us a shot at the playoffs. The AFC East is pretty wide open. Not necessarily wide open, but there's definitely an opportunity there for the taking. And that uh, is, could, could be what they're doing. Or if you want to go real tinfoil hat on it, maybe Ryan Fitzmagic is winning them too many games and they want to tank one more time. And so they're like, let's get two out there. This kid stinks. Let's get another high draft pick. And then next year, we'll be balls uh, balls blazing. So there's two different ways you could interpret it there. But I would just assume that they know, they know better than we do. So... All right, so that was the uh, big ones. We got an email from Brian, a voicemail from Walters. Thank you, boys. We also got a YouTube comment from Al uh, on last week's video. All it says is, it is is absolute blasphemy Batman didn't make any fave five lists, which funny joke but it was a marvelous not day alzheimer's decist. al <laughs> alzheimer's al uh hopefully that's his uh introduction on the podcast this week all right josh that was the fantasy loan let's keep it moving because the fave fives are getting thicker and we like to stay as close to an hour as we can this is the two minute drill uh josh you're doing are you doing something a little different with yours or what's what's the plan we talked about this, this morning but i don't know what direction you ended up headed
1: yeah no i did i i got it all set up um, so I'm just going to read some headlines that came out from around the league based on the matchups that occurred this week. Hopefully I get through them all in a minute because some of them could be a little lengthy, but I like to think of myself as a fast talker. If you uh, can't understand me,
0: that's your fault, not mine. Right. And so to be clear, this is with the spirit of the two minute drill has been you get 60 seconds to do whatever you want with. And I kind of imagined that Josh would be creative and start doing these things. I, would, I talked about writing poetry or this, that, and the other thing Josh can uh, get going sometimes. So I'm happy to see Josh is doing something with his minute. I, on the other hand, Hand, don't really have a creative bone in my body so i'll be doing the traditional two-minute just talking about uh stuff that happened in the nfl last week for the for my 60 seconds but josh since you got a new thing going since you're so confident uh i will uh i will let you go first but we did get a little uh, little sounder from audio al that i should have played at the beginning of the segment but i'm a little scrambled today so i didn't so let's just play this little thing from al first here to really get you in the right zone All right, so I'll go first here. Remember, it's whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Whistle, song, whistle, whistle, song, whistle. Whistle, song, whistle, 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 song, whistle. A lot of pressure. And here we go. All right, Josh. That was electric. I hope you're ready. Uh, Two minute, Josh, first. Let me just open the audio file. No accidental porn this week. Oh, and by the way, we're going clean for the kids. Good luck, Josh. Oh, I'm going first? Yeah. Oh, all right.
1: Um, in Detroit, we had Uncle Rico loses to the middle-aged Santa in a battle of their pet cats. Um, Indianapolis, their horse managed to drown a Bengal in a river after getting false sense of security. Chicago bears roar, deemed pathetic, but the reproductive organ of one of them seemingly enough distracted the wild panther. So the bears come out with the victory there. Steel factory workers are under investigation for the biggest dog pound slaughter since Michael Vick. Uh, Blackbird beats Freedom Bird as payback for all the times Freedom Bird beat the Blackbird. Tennessee, a eunuch with compromised immune system from COVID-19 taunts a 73-year-old man who's lost in the field. Melt breathing garbage truck driver in New York unloads trash on field for D.C. convicts to clean. Denver's horse from Mel Gibson from Film Patriot found standing over the dead body, kicking them repeatedly, apparently six times. The Norse conquered lands by sea and are known for fear of airborne creatures. A little fun fact, Gast.
0: Fuck you. Oh, I didn't go clean for the kids. Oh, I already ruined it. Damn. Oh, well. Uh, Yeah, so last week, uh, a lot of people are calling for the Vikes to fire Zimmer. I've already talked about how I feel like Zimmer should be around for a while. Um, Zimmer... I don't want to say football is is about more than wins and is about more than winning Super Bowls, but at the end of the day, Zimmer has done a great thing for this organization, for this team, for this community, and Zimmer almost transcends wins, in my view. So Zimmer needs to stick around. Otherwise, the Vikings could go back to some dark days, and I don't want to see that. Anywho, uh, I, I agree that it's easy to disagree with me. Also, Josh, there's a lot of other games I could talk about, but was it Karma, pal? You happen to spend all offseason and uh, the early couple of weeks of this season absolutely trashing Gronk, the Tampa Bay Gronkineers, uh, and then they come uh, and stomp your team. Is it Karma? Are, are you to blame? That's all I have. Going back to the, what I didn't finish...
1: Elderly man hires pirates to protect his lawn from drunk, drunken cheese consumers turn of events. The race that was scheduled ended up being a wheelchair race, giving the cripples a significant advantage in San Francisco. Indian chieftain promises to utilize all aspects of their kill. Despite man with foggy face shield, lathering barbecue sauce on the dead Buffalo beneath his feet in Dallas, a red rifle with claim of being in working condition was found to have safety
0: on for the majority of their bird hunting season. All right, Josh, you are clearly not respecting the 60-second aspect of the two-minute drill. I'll let it slide this one time, but next time we'll just cut you off. I'll mute your mic like they're going to do in the debate this Thursday.
1: Just Are they really?
0: That's fun. It's what they say. I mean, I don't know if you can believe what they say in the fake liberal media these days. But All right, Josh, we're moving on to week seven. I'm going to go first, so uh, I don't know if you've got more headlines or what you're doing, but you'll go second, so you've got 60 seconds to think about if you haven't thought about it until just now. Here we go. <clears throat> Alright, luckily for us Minnesota vans, or unluckily, depending on how you look at it, the Vikings cannot lose this week because we are taking the week off. It is our bye week. Um, At this point, we would love to tank for Trevor, but we can't be as bad as the Jets, so unless some way, somehow, the Jets win a couple games, we ain't getting Trevor Lawrence. Unless he refuses to go there, which... Maybe we'll get that lucky. Anyways, moving on to things I actually care about this year. Pittsburgh at Tennessee should be a very interesting game. Last week I said Pittsburgh and Cleveland should be very interesting. Obviously Cleveland showed us who they really were tennessee pittsburgh still undefeated let's see how that one turns out i'm going with pittsburgh tampa bay at las vegas is also very interesting to me because i love the raiders and uh tampa bay has been dominating i said they'd start slow and head to the playoffs and here they go also Herbie should get his first win against the jags he's been struggling against a lot of good teams but watch for justin herbert and the chargers to dominate josh here you go
1: we've got an eagles versus giants otherwise known as the loser bowl both Ohio teams face off to see which one will represent their state in the annual potato sack race. While the rivalry of Cowboys versus Indians is gone, we remind you that Dallas has had a rivalry with football team for many years. More than football is at stake, as these city's fans will argue more about their street cred than their actual team talent in Atlanta, Teddy returns to his career where his career took off, where ownership and coaching showed more faith in him than he's ever felt before. One One is a laughing stock for many years, the other is pitied. Let the fans decide which is which as Buffalo takes on New York. We've got the drunken nacho cheese guzzlers taking on racist slave owners down in Houston. Pittsburgh at Tennessee, couldn't think of anything. We've got a bird battle in Arizona. Who prevails? The stoner and gum chomper or that franchise that once paid a giraffe for quarterbacking jacksonville jaguars versus la we've got the man versus boy the mustache versus peach fudge or punctured lung bad versus slightly less bad
0: hey look at you go josh way to way to respect the 70 seconds there I'm proud of you bud i've got more or 70 a sixty second. well again you're gonna have to cut it down you got 60 seconds i told you you should rehearse you obviously didn't so you can't you just can't do every game every week you just got to pick the good ones But that was the two-minute drill, Josh, and uh, we're moving into the fantasy fun time. Uh, Didn't get Al to spend his free time sending us free things because I don't want to beg for that. Uh, But fantasy fun time, Josh. Here we go. It starts with a grain of salt per usual. I'll go with mine first because I usually have you go first because I'm stalling and you've walked away from your computer. So my grain of salt this week or this year uh, you know, I'm still a bit salty. Uh, I went two and three last week. Overall on the year, I am 17 and 13. Very interestingly to me, I am three and three in four of my five leagues that I'm trying in this year. So there's a lot worse places, there's a lot worse places I could be than three and three. Um but I'm also no better than a bubble playoff team in four of my five leagues. Uh so all I need is a chip and a chair and a couple lucky games if I make the show and I could be in. Uh, my other league, I am five-and-one in, but Dak Prescott, who is heavily carrying me for the first five weeks, is done for the year. So that league is all but Doomed as well. Overall, through the intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker Incorporated Stats Company, I am 144 and 141. So that encapsulates my perfect 3 and 3 everywhere. I am extremely even on the year, struggling to get by, but like I said, if I get into the show, a couple lucky games and I'm in a ship. Josh, how's your grain of salt looking this week? Well, I think it's time I retire. I quit.
1: Uh-huh. Worst week of the year by far. Uh-huh. Well, not by far, but worst week of the year. Four and two.
0: Yeah, you stink.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, lost in two of the leagues that I was undefeated in. Took a bye, as you said, just like the Packers. Um, so lost in the Victoria Secret League. So five and one there. Lost in the Hidden Oaks Redraft League. Five and one there. Still undefeated in Dynasty. Somehow. Um, somehow got a win in the, in, in the family league, uh, which is convenient, I guess to be one in five. Um, but overall I am 28 and eight with a 77.78% win percentage. Um, uh, my intellectual property of Joshua Allen Bunker incorporated, um, this past week, I, um, did well in, in most of them, um, dynasty leagues. I earned the dynasty league. I, I would have gone four and five, but thankfully I, I played somebody with a lower score than me. Um, and I am at 65% wins on the season. And you're still surviving in that Guillotine League, so look at you go, man. Ooh, yeah. I was going to have a little disclaimer on that. Uh, (laughs) um, Second lowest score of the week? No, 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 no. Um, I probably would have gotten eliminated because someone was texting me to trade for David Montgomery, and I completely forgot to get back to him with what I would have accepted as an acceptable trade um, because I I didn't want to get rid of him because he was only one of my two rostered running backs that i was capable of starting and thankfully i didn't because he got that touchdown and that would have saved me but the guy who was wanting to trade got eliminated because he didn't have a running back that would have got him enough points so you kind of feel bad you single-handedly doomed that guy i i don't know if i single-handedly i don't know why he would text me for running backs he said i was stacked because I had...
0: Oh, it's actually because um, you're stacked.
1: I had David Robinson. Or not David Robinson. David oh, Montgomery. Your guy. Sorry, go on. No, that's James Robinson. Oh, dumb pa- dumb. Pa-
0: apparently not, if you don't know their fucking names.
1: I got him confused. Dave Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, Kareem Hunt. Those are my top only three running backs. I had to put Jamal Williams in.
0: Oof, yeah, I've, I've had him in a couple leagues, and luckily I didn't have to play him, but he, he was hot a couple weeks, but yeah, he only put up like 3.4 last week. That was tough. Uh, so your grain of salt got slightly saltier. You are no longer undefeated in two of your leagues, but, uh, or in two more of your leagues, I should say. But uh, Josh is still looking mighty fine at just before the halfway point in most leagues. Uh, moving on to the fan FanDuel leaderboard. Uh, I put this in the group chat, but if you're listening here and didn't read that for some reason, don't forget to sort by total scores in the standings. For some reason, they just clump, clump together your five best performances instead of just the total scores. I don't get it. Uh, but anyways so make sure you sort by total scores in FanDuel. So if you ignore the imposter, SkyBusters, and Jacob Milcheski, JM1L7, uh, the real leader is Jack Vickers, Mihoff2017. He currently has almost 800 points at 796.54. In the real second place is the Nikita Mitchell with 758.66, so about 40 points behind Jack there. And then in third place is Big Kush 74 a.k.a. David Cushing. He's got seven seven 41.96 that's a guy who i used to work with at the wells fargo so shout out to david for cracking the top three um and shout out to levi oki for no longer being on the bottom of the league good for you pal how you doing josh where you at nine i somehow i
1: had a decent week last week i guess um and so don't forget to talk Jack's no longer jack's no longer beat me by uh 100 points which is nice there you um, go so yeah there we go and i'm beating connor the dummy that didn't play a team week one yeah we,
0: week one of all the weeks to not play week one when there was all this build-up and everyone knew everything about it just couldn't do it all right let's i, mean, I might as well set out week one too well yes. yeah <laughs> There's, there's been a couple of rough performances. I think I'm like 15th or something. Uh, Seventeenth, even worse. <laughs> Moving on to d- the values of the weekend. duel. or we'll start with the leaders. Derrick Henry was had the most points out of anybody, 39.4. Uh, of course, that was carried by his 94-yard touchdown. What an incredible man. Justin Jefferson was second with 35.1. Deshaun Watson, 32. Matt Ryan, 31.64 against the Vikings, and then Julio Jones also against the Vikings queens with 29.7 if i go ahead and sort here by value justin jefferson was the best value at 5.9 times his price um some guy i've never heard of something fisker i can't even see his first name Firkser. ferkser i don't know he's a tight end for can't even see what team he's a tight end for Tennessee. He's a tight end for Tennessee. Never heard of him. Got 21.3 points with a 4.8 value. DeAndre Swift running back for the Lions was a 4.8 value as well. Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a 4.8 times value. And then Kenyon Drake uh, rounds out the top five with a 4.7 times value. Josh, any chance you had any of those guys in your lineup? (laughs) I wasn't listening. for for doing a podcast you've got to do this together you should probably listen to what i say and i in turn listen to what you say so we can build off each other and feed off each other and you know get witty jabs in there and this and that just uh
1: yeah but did you you didn't put it in the notes
0: i didn't see it but again you should be listening to the words i'm saying because i just listed <laughs> yeah. out the top five no i did not <laughs> Uh, this is great. Uh, yeah. So that was the best values of the week. And so since FanDuel, I, don't, I feel partially responsible, but maybe it could also just be that the timing was convenient. They nuked our budget bunch. The the now that we record on Tuesdays, the contests are never open on Tuesdays for some reason. So we don't know who the prices are and who's below fifty two hundred. So. We can't really give you the budget bunch, and we're not going to do it retroactively either because Josh and I cease to uh, remember about the podcast between Tuesday right after we stop recording it and Monday morning when we start doing our notes for the next show. So. Uh, now we're just going to do a, who do we like this week? We'll look at the next week's matchups, and we'll be like, you know what? That looks like a prime matchup for this player. And so Josh, even though I told him to do it this morning, looks like he is not doing it until literally just this second. It's another preparedness thing. I will give my three first. Following the budget bunch spirit, I'm giving one receiver, one quarterback, and one running back, so you kind of get a smorgasbord of people you can consider for your lineup or consider for your fancy lineups if you're struggling on matchups. I really like Kenny Galladay this week versus Atlanta. Uh, We saw Justin Jefferson, even though the Vikings lost, just have great success against that team. Kenny G is a deep threat, uh, and Marvin Jones is not proving to be any sort of threat in that lineup. So Kenny G, in theory, should have a field day against Atlanta. Hopefully that game's a shootout between Detroit and Atlanta. So uh, a lot of points are scored and a lot of uh, yards are thrown. I also like Herbie that is Justin Herbert versus Jacksonville. I've been talking this guy up for weeks. I am a basically a Chargers homer at this point, um, but assuming both teams are bad like most people view them, if the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Los Angeles Chargers can get into a shootout, Herbie and Minchu should be slicing and dicing. Uh, and Herbie's got some wheels too, so he could uh, sneak it on the goal line if he's around there. So I got Herbie against Jacksonville as a player that I like. And lastly, I was kind of struggling to pick a, a running back. The Aaron Jones versus houston was the obvious one so i didn't want to take it uh i left that one for josh because they want to be greedy so i took singletary that is Devin singletary versus the jets um even though some people like to uh dump on singletary which is fair he's not the greatest running back in the world uh playing the jets is an easy matchup so singletary should be able to do just fine against the jets the only reason singletary wants to have a great week is if uh they bench him after quarter two because they're already up 60 to nothing those are the three guys I like this week, Josh. Who were guys you like and might end up in your fan duel lineup this week?
1: Well, at, at the running back position, I have Aaron Jones listed, as you said. I mean, they're playing Houston, so that's a solid matchup. But um, if you're at that point where you want to have more stud wide receivers than running backs, I would not be uncomfortable putting Jamal Williams in my lineup this week because he does tend to have those big games. Even um, after he just struggled in- last week, really. I mean the entire Packers offense struggled last week. They're going up against a, a bottom-tier defense at this point. So, um the week before Jamal Williams had eight catches for 95 yards and plus some rushes on top of it. So, um I expect him to not necessarily put up those kind of numbers, but if you're struggling, you need a budget bunch find, Jamal Williams might be that guy depending on his price. Um quarterback wise, Stafford at Atlanta um, I'm at the point where, you know, you start your start the quarterback that's playing Atlanta just because that pass defense is blindfolded and legless, apparently. Uh, they, they may have intercepted Kirk Cousins three times, but Kirk still put up 300 and some yards or whatever in three touchdowns. Um, and then the wide receiver, um, I put Hopkins down versus Seattle. But once again, depending on the price and how much value you are looking for, I would go with any wide receiver that's facing seattle at this point or dallas even <laughs> so uh more of a i mean it's the matchups that i like so those are the teams that i'm looking to to capitalize on
0: cool beans uh, so those are the guys we'd like may or may not end up in our lineups it's hard to tell until the contest is open and news comes out throughout the week obviously tuesdays now we're a little bit behind the news cycle plenty of things can change before thursday night or sunday but that's who we like josh let's move into the hidden oaks highlights so we can keep cruising along here uh you'd already mentioned it but uh you lost in the hidden oaks redraft league this week who was it to what happened let's hear about it jesse (laughs) you lost to jesse (laughs) i'm sorry didn't mean mean Um, to sound so rude but (laughs) you lost to jesse
1: That, that was my exact response. I just about uh, sold everything I owned and moved to Canada. Um, but no, my team just didn't perform, and it was a struggle. Uh, nobody really got started. Um, I mean, I only got five points from Hill, five points from Tanyan, seven from Hunt. Um, Cam Newton and Calvin Ridley were my top scorers with 18, so it was a bit of a struggle. Top, top, piece. Top, top of the mic. You can do it. It was a bit of a struggle and uh, yeah, Jesse just, I mean, he like, he had cousins who at halftime I was sitting there just rubbing my hands together like, oh yeah, negative Nelly. Nope. Comes out garbage time. Kirk does what he does. Might as well just get him a Jets uniform and a dump truck. Um, he also had Amari Cooper who went off on Monday um, and then the Giants defense and Justin Tucker also put up double digits.
0: Gotcha. It looks like we might be losing. Something's happening on my tablet right now with YouTube, so hopefully everything's good there in YouTube land. haven't had anyone in chat, so I don't think... I mean, it says we have viewers, so I'm not saying I'm not appreciative of the viewers, but uh, hopefully everything's going all right in YouTube land. Uh, anyways some uh i wanted to get to josh's loss first just because i'm a petty little bitch but the side bet for last week was uh the longest yard and so the side bet in the hidden oaks redraft league was awarded to the person who had the most combined yards out of all their starting players so that's not just what they're supposed to get like we get quarterback rushing yards we get wide running back receiving yards we get wide receiver rushing yards which there's a lot more of than i thought there'd be um a lot of uh, wide receivers are running routes these days. Or not running routes, but running. I guess, yeah, running routes these days. Uh, however you want to however you want to say it. Um, but a, there's a lot of wide receiver rushing yards. I know I'm surprised by that. I don't think there's a single tight end rushing yard, though. So for what that's worth. Anyways, the winner of that side bet was the Gare Bear, a.k.a. Game of Jones. He had 855 total yards out of all his offensive players combined. In uh, second was self-proclaimed dumpster fire with 816 points so t despite hating his team that he didn't get to draft he's at 816 all the way at the bottom was brian uh he's second to last not the bottom but i'd be remiss to uh uh, miss an opportunity to uh, dump on brian he had only 444 total yards uh, lost to his son we'll talk about that in a sec and then uh Willie, the Catalina Wine Mixon, only had 422 yards on the week. So a big discrepancy there from first to last. 855 to 422. A lot of, uh, a lot of yards there in between. The side bet for next week is overachiever, so this will be the team with the most points over their weekly projection. And so don't think you can game the system uh, somehow. Your projection changes as you change your lineup and it's locked in after those players start, so there's really nothing you could do to try and game that system, unless you think you're smarter than the system, in which case, I mean, go ahead. But whatever ESPN says your projection was, um, next Tuesday when I compile this, that's the that's the over under you will get compared to. Uh, well, if you click on the uh, like right now, I could go
1: in and I could see what I was projected at game time. Right. So is that what you were just saying? Because it wouldn't necessarily be. Because right now, last week I was projected one twenty eight point seven, and I got eighty seven point eight eight.
0: Correct. Gross. Correct. So that so. would be whatever. So next Tuesday, whatever your whatever it says your projection was supposed to be, that's what I'll take. Okay. So I won't take any numbers until next Tuesday.
1: Okay, that that makes sense. I guess I just misinterpreted as I was trying to find my top five. Sure, no. five. Uh,
0: easy, Josh. You're part of the show, and you're calling it top five. How old are you, pal? Thirty thousand. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so yeah, I already mentioned it, but. Brad beat his dad uh, in the Canup Bowl. I don't know what the score was, but I know it was not close. I want to say it was like 130-something to 80-something. I don't know. Brad dunked on his dad. Uh, If anyone's familiar with the Malcolm in the Middle meme, I said, the future is now, old man. Uh, so i'm sure that's what brad was thinking when he beat his dad Uh, i also got ripped apart by rookie jeremy he was like 150 to 101 or 90 something i don't know jeremy ripped me a new one uh josh took the week took the week off uh t somehow got another win i just talked about the dumpster fire he gets his second win and then coming up here in week seven is josh versus nikita in the domestic bowl josh who is going to beat who and who am i uh who am i calling the cops on i plead the fifth oh so it sounds like you're about to get beat by your wife maybe It's fine i'm we'll, not crying you're crying <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to wait and see but it's funny we were just talking about uh th- what well, it's almost three weeks ago two weeks ago at this point but we were talking about how nikita was the bottom of the league and here she is i think she's three and three now and uh she's battling so good for you nikita miss mitchell uh, Josh, you have any other hidden Oaks highlights from the uh, Dynasty League or uh, any of your other leagues? Your hidden Oaks, so it all counts as hidden Oaks highlights. Uh, no,
1: not. I mean, you pretty much touched them all. I, I do, I do think that I need to write the ship. Maybe give my guys a bit of a pep talk. Uh, throw out some fines if they're out partying late. But um, I think, I think, uh, I think I needed. We needed this week to kind of get a fire, fire lit up underneath their bums. Yeah, you needed. So I, they're going to come out swinging next week.
0: You need to get knocked down a peg, as Roger said uh, in all his pressers this week. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. Well, hopefully it works out for you, pal. I don't really gain anything by rooting against you. So uh, as long as Hammer doesn't win back-to-back, that's all I care about. And Hammer's 2-4 and four right now. So sucks to suck, Hammer. Uh, though Those were the Hidden Oaks highlights. Uh, Shout-out to Levioki in the chat. He says, the stream is solid on our end. But I also noticed we went from three concurrent viewers to zero. So hopefully that's true. Otherwise, people just hate us again. I don't actually hate you, but... Um, These are just the numbers I see in front of me, so I don't know what they really mean. Maybe uh, my app is just screwing up. Anyways, Josh, let's move into the Fave Five, the uh, fan favorite segment. This week, we got kids' TV shows, and I said I was going to go clean uh, for the show, which I've already fucked up on like three, four times, so I'll still have to mark this as explicit. But um, like I mentioned, I'm going to run away and start my oven to make my life efficient. But just talk about uh, kind of your thought process, how easy or hard it was to pick your fave five without getting into them because we've got plenty of fan submissions. But just talk about your process and what criteria you use to pick your fave five. Well, um,
1: kind of like the rest of the Fave Fives that we've gone through, I I went based on the nostalgia factor, um, how I was feeling, um, rewatchability, that sort of thing. Um, As far as coming up with the list, it was quite difficult. had a hard time finding top five uh just because there were so many shows that i did enjoy watching so many shows that um, i can look back on and think positive positively on um, i do have a top five but much like the first couple weeks i could shake my magic eight ball go back in time whatever i don't know how time works and uh come up with the new fate five
0: that's good how to hear you, uh, yeah, I have no idea what you said. For me, I tried to I tried to get into watch time, uh, and just think about. I mean, obviously, there's it's my favorite, so I can do whatever I want with it. But I think my main criteria was watch time, um, so that, that's what I went with. And so we have plenty of fan submissions this week, a couple via voicemail, um, and plenty, or a couple on Facebook as well. So as always, I will. Um, give the most time to people who gave an explanation jamie gave us a fave five would you greatly appreciate jamie but she gave no explanation again so we'll just go with her fave five right off the bat number five jimmy neutron kids tv show Out of jamie great show number four fairly odd parents number three spongebob number two dragon Tales. and then number one phineas and ferb And so I know we just got to kind of keep the truck rolling, but since Jamie didn't give any explanations, Josh, she couldn't speak for herself. How do you feel about that list? Anything jump out? Looks like you attempted to make a farting noise, but I don't think the mic got it. I did. Yep. No, I did
1: not. Um, Her five, four, and three, I like top two. Not so much.
0: Oh, you don't like Phineas and Ferb or Dragon Tales? I never got
1: into them. I'm not saying that she's wrong for her opinion, but she's wrong.
0: All right, well, Jamie, that's how we feel, I guess. I have no problems with your list, but... Uh you Phineas know, and Ferb. I mean, I think you only got into that because of Jesse, because I never got into it, and I feel like I was too old for Phineas and Ferb, but if you love it, obviously you're a big Perry of the Platypus fan. Alright, let's move on to the other Facebook submission coming at us from the Andrew Hammer. Number five, he's got Pokemans. I remember being actually depressed when I learned Pokemon Trainer wasn't a real profession. Number four, <laughs> Garfield and Friends. Classic Saturday morning cartoon. Love Garfield's sarcastic humor. Number three, Dragon Ball Z, Cool show, but it used to piss me off how it would take them like three episodes to power up every time they fought. Number two, Dexter's Laboratory. One of the many classic cartoon network shows. And number one... Avatar The Last Airbender. First watched this show in high school. Storyline is so good and still holds up 15 minutes later. Seen it through three to four times. Seems like it's regained popularity since it's been released on Netflix. Live action show coming soon. Honorable mentions, Rocket Power, Recess, The Weekenders, Fairly Odd Parents, and Samurai Jack. Uh, So Hammer was able to... uh, speak for himself but anything that surprises you about that list josh is that all seem on par for the man we all know and love as andrew hammer
1: it all seems on par um avatar might have been the the one that i would have probably guessed the the least on um i never got into avatar
0: dragon ball z myself but the other three i did watch growing up so yeah beans, man. I'm just over here trying to close files so I'm not bogging down my computer too much so don't mind me. Hopefully I'm not closing things I still need, but uh, okay, let's move on to our next text submission. This comes at us from Ryan Walters, who I specifically asked to leave a voicemail today, and then he ended up uh, giving us an email anyway, so Walters, you earned no dollars today for the Fave 5 submission, but I still appreciate you chiming in. Uh, Walters starts, honorable mention, Legends of the Hidden Temple. Um, he always l- l- the network in years i guess nickelodeon 1993 to 1996 this live action game show has you and your teammate running around a hidden temple trying to find the hidden treasure while avoiding the mayan guards of the temple you had six teams of two and if you made it all the way to the final round you and your teammate had three minutes to one through the 12 room temple to bring back two halves of the hidden artifact it didn't take it didn't make the top five because it was ranked higher by another live action game show uh, number five, uh, Guts and Global Guts and Global Guts. Never heard of it. Nickelodeon. What? Guts, 1992 to 1995. Global gut, Global Guts, 1995 to 1996. This live-action sports competition featured featured three young athletes in which all were competing in four extreme versions of athletic events before they all raced up an artificial mountain to decide who won the game show. Later on in Global Guts, it essentially was the same show but with a more ethnically with more with a more ethnically diverse contestants that were represented by their home country. It was awesome to see kids around my age on tv doing the athletic competitions getting the sideline interviews and seeing them run up the craig c-r pronounced craig so c-r-a-g but pronounced craig uh was just intense i always pictured myself taking my lap of victory with my gold medal and my home country's flag draped across my shoulders and i as i best in my glory on cable tv josh is there any chance you have this up so i'm not just reading so long and taking all the airtime, or do you just want me to keep going i do not have it up you can keep going and i'll pull it up into the next two all right sounds good number four for walters and this made an honorable mention for me all that which was on nickelodeon from 1994 to 2005 as you can tell when i watched tv my choice of channel was nickelodeon and on saturday nights it was no different in the 90s saturday night television on nickelodeon was called snick nickelodeon on saturday And one of those shows I loved to watch was All That. It was your kid version of Saturday Night Live. You had Amanda Bynes, Kenan Thompson, Kel Mitchell, etc. Starring in these comedy sketch performances that I found to be hilarious. They had a sketch called Good Burger that did so well they got their own spin-off movie. Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? classic line i loved as a child josh going back to all that i know i also love the chef bit when he was putting chocolate all over everything that was and all that favorite of mine and then they brought in kiss for chris farley to do ketchup hilarious uh so do you have it up now Are you ready for number three and number two
1: yeah, hell yeah, brother. Rocket Power, Nickelodeon 1999 to 2005. As a kid, he loved to be active. Skateboarding, and BMX bikes, rollerblading was fun. So to have a cartoon with all of these extreme sports, plus more, was an absolute delight to watch. At the time, Tony Hawk was a skateboarder. I believe he still is. Uh, sweeping the nation, and he was featured on that show, and I remember going nuts watching it since I was really into skateboarding at that time. I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater really reinforced my love for the sport of skateboarding. So to be playing his game, along with watching Rocket Power, was something I couldn't get enough of. Number two, Doug. Nickelodeon, 1991 to 1994. I'm pretty sure this is my first cartoon that I watched on Nickelodeon, um, and I instantly fell in love. I love the characters. Doug, Funny. Oh, Doug Funny, duh. Patty Manet, Skeeter Valentine, and Roger Klotz. I had a heavy Skeeter. helping of the cartoon Doug. Uh, I loved it so much. It was my first VHS my parents bought for me and me alone. I remember it came on an orange VHS and it had episodes that I watched on repeat.
0: And number one for Walters, which I think all of his top five, even as honorable mention, was Nickelodeon. So as Walters mentioned, big Nickelodeon guy. Shout out to Walters for having cable as a kid. SpongeBob SquarePants. Nickelodeon, 1999 to current. SpongeBob is still running this to this day. This cartoon is just epic. So much can be said about the success of this cartoon. I love the characters, the location, the episodes. How genius can you be? Memories of that show will never escape me from spongebob trying to get his driver's license to him and patrick using bad language it was bleeped out by a dolphin noise so many funny moments in spongebob so there we go. That was Walters' list. And, uh, you know, that probably would have end up, ended up being a little shorter on airtime if Walters had sent a voicemail. But, Walters, we appreciate you spilling your guts. We appreciate what these shows meant to you. Uh, and uh, we might have to start trimming people down on time. But for now, I think you did a great job, Walters. And we appreciate your text submission. Uh, I think that's the end of our text submissions because we've got, oh, no, we've got Brian. Sorry, i got to go back to Brian. <laughs> Yo, I almost forgot about the godfather of the podcast here, Brian. Um, Josh, will request that you pull up Brian's as well so we can do a little every other but i'll do the number five um, so you get a chance to pull it up number five fave five kids tv shows for brian again this man is well past his cognitive peak of 35 Uh, rocky and bullwinkle not only do you have a moose and a flying squirrel but throwing a couple of russian spies boris and natasha in the heart of the cold war and you have yourself a classic josh you ready for number four
1: Number four, The Andy Griffith Show could be the best TV show ever made. Mayberry is where innocence meets common sense. The show tackled everything from racism to sexism, death to divorce, and did so in a way that, in the end, everyone got along. A Nirvana
0: universe. Reruns still are on daily. If I was any good at whistling, that would probably sound good, but I'm uh, not a very good whistler, but that was... Uh, I used to watch the show all the time with my dad, so I appreciate that show as well. Uh, in black and white and in color. Number three, this one might be a little controversial for some people out there, but Brian is just a product of his time. Number three for Brian is Fat Albert. Couldn't help but get fired up as soon as you heard the hey, 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 it's Fat Albert. It was especially cool when Fat Albert would drop pills in the girls' drinks and molest <laughs> them. Look it up if you don't get the Reference. So uh, Brian, obviously having humor, having uh, putting in some humor with his pick, but Fat Albert was a thing as a kid, and uh, all the all the Cosby things at that time were being swept under the rug. So shout out to you, Brian, and shout out to Fat Albert. Josh, are you ready for number two? Number
1: two, something I'd never heard of: the Bungalows, not animated actors in a make-believe land here's a true story when my lovely bride julie and i were dating we were talking about our first tv crushes mine was joy from the bungalows i remember being so infatuated with her Well, we looked up the show played the opening song and when i saw her i was heartbroken she was not even mildly hot some memories should stay a fantasy
0: but a classic nonetheless Uh, oh bro (laughs) (laughs) That's that's hilarious. Brian bringing the humor. We appreciate it. Uh, Number one for Brian, and this rubbed off to his son. Uh, Not in a Bill Cosby type of way, though. Scooby-Doo. If this is not on everyone's top five, again, Faye Five, Brian, respect the brand, uh, there is something wrong. This has got to be the best kid's show ever. Mystery, hot chick, smart chick, semi-talking dog, a jock, and a hippie. It checks all the boxes, and they all got along. The amazing thing about the lasting power of Scooby-Doo is it only ran one year and i guess that says like a mainstay scooby-doo tv show obviously there's many many iterations of scooby-doo through movies and other media but scooby-doo a classic and uh if bradley had submitted a list which he didn't i guarantee scooby-doo would be on brad's list if not uh the number one So, yeah, Scooby-Doo. That was Brian's fave five. All right, we'll move into the voice submissions then. I asked a couple people to submit theirs via voice, and we appreciate it. We got three total. We got one from Jordan Bates. Uh, Most of you probably haven't heard that name in a while, even though I just got to spend a lovely Saturday with him recently. Also got one from Jack Vickers and Audio Al, aka Ryan Easton Imposter. Uh, but let me go ahead and play these. I'll do Jack first because I said people could do multiple parts. Didn't think people would do it. I think they would. I thought they would just stick to the sixty seconds. But you can't win them all. Jack ended up doing three parts, but I'll just play them now so we can get uh, out of this podcast sooner.
4: All right, top five kids' TV shows for me growing up couple honorable mentions quick uh one is avatar which i'm sure is on everybody else's list but the only reason it's not on mine is because i just started watching the show a couple weeks ago i'm on season two now and i'm sure it'll jump into my top three by the end but can't put it there yet also uh honorable mention legends of the hidden temple most of you probably haven't heard of that but look it up it was a game show on nickelodeon and so fun it was one that i uh, always wanted to be on when i was like eight years old growing up for my actual top five, number five, Thomas the Tank Engine. Uh, I had to start this because it was my favorite show as like a little, little kid. Garlic, I got super pumped when I heard you say this last week. I didn't know anybody else even liked it. So um, I had a collection of toy trains as a kid from the show, like all little characters, and I just, I loved it. Number four, Curse the Cowardly Dog. This show was terrifying to me as a kid, and honestly, some episodes still are. The uh, the King Ramsey's Return the Slab Curse haunts me to this day, but I still love it.
0: That was part one. Here we go with part two. By the way, if you heard some commotion there, I went to go pick up my uh, Thompson Tank Engine toy. I have one in my house, and here it is.
4: Number three, uh, another instant classic. I'd be surprised if it's not on anybody else's list, but SpongeBob. One of the most quotable and memorable shows um, growing up for me. It had amazing characters besides the main people. So the narrator with his uh, one hour later, the Apache the Pirate um mermaid man and barnacle boy the my leg guy that showed up in every episode getting hurt and my personal favorite the uh what are they selling chocolate lady um it's one of the few shows that just had tons of different characters that were all great and something i could enjoy as much now as uh, when i was a kid number two pokemon uh, another classic both for the obvious game boy games and my card collections growing up like everybody had but also with a great show and movies that were awesome um i'm more partial to the partial to the indigo league and originals myself, but the universe is still expanding. So it's really cool to see how it's kind of touched different generations with, uh, ash, a young 10 year old boy from pallet So one of my top two favorite childhood growing up shows. Also side note for my number two pick, you guys should, uh, do a top fave five Pokemon in the future. Spoiler alert, Arcanine number one, uh, my actual number one for this fave five, finally wrapping up, uh, Far and away, the best show growing up for me, and it's not even close, Drake and Josh. Uh, I was obsessed with this show and still am. have rewatched it multiple times since being an adult, kind of an adult. Uh, super quirky, really, really different style of humor with the writing. Um, and then the two main characters were great. Uh, tons of memorable quotes, which I won't do because I'll probably butcher them here. But uh, overall, just have to say again, Drake and Josh is my number one show for emphasis.
0: Emphasis oh drake and josh an absolute classic uh josh you had cable as a kid growing up right correct uh, I just want to, cause I I can't remember who all, cause I know Jamie and Jesse didn't have cable, um, so I know they're, I, I know they eventually, I don't think they had cable, I think for a while they didn't, I don't know, it was a thing for a while. Anyways, moving on, um, that was Jack. Thank you so much for putting in that three part. It wasn't as long as I thought it'd be. Shout out to Tom's Tank Engine. I didn't think that'd be on anyone else's list, but, um, spoiler alert, this is gonna be controversial. Ended up not making my list. I'll explain why later. Uh, but anyways, Jordan Bates called in. He wanted his free dollar. So let's listen to what Jordan Bates had to say about his fave 5 kids TV shows.
2: What's up boys? It's Jordan. Uh first of all, I have to say love the podcast. You guys are doing great. Keep it up. Um fave 5 kids TV shows. Number 5's got to be uh Fairly Odd Parents, <laughs> I forgot. Fairly Odd Parents. Um classic, love the intro still singing today. Number 4's got to be Rocket Power. Uh Twister and Otto were definitely my best friends. It's kind of a sad life I lived, but uh, one of them to be my best friends for sure. Uh, number three has got to be Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, favorite season's the first season with Pegasus, uh, trying to kind of take over yu mind and all that. Good stuff. Uh, number two, for sure, SpongeBob. Uh, pretty tough to choose SpongeBob or Pokemon for two and one. Both staples of any kid's TV shows, but uh, SpongeBob for obvious reasons. And then number one, Pokemon, um, I think it was many kids' favorite growing up. Uh, pretty much ran my life so yeah keep it up um thanks again guys uh have a great rest of your day
0: no thank you jordan i had i hope you have a great rest of your day uh let's move on to audio owls here because i know josh and i are just uh, begging to talk because we're narcissists like that but we got one more submission here from audio al aka ryan easton imposter who came in as we're going live but let's see what audio al had to say
3: all right honorable mentions real quick Oh, big Oh guy Pinky in the Brain, just great. And DuckTales, woo! All right, number five, we got Arthur. I always wanted to be in the afternoon session of preschool so I could watch Arthur in the morning. Number four, Rocket Power. Woogity, 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 woogity. Number three, The Jersey. I think it was on Disney Channel. They put on a random jersey. They'd pop into the game of whatever jersey that is, like Steve Young or whatever. Uh, Number two, Boy Meets World. Lots of... Great life lessons. And number one, recess. We wouldn't want to show based around the only good thing about school. As far as the dollar goes, garlic, you don't need to give me a dollar. But I will offer a dollar off the Tree Fitty Club with <laughs> promo code HoodPod. So if you want your name shouted out on the land of 10,000 plus goons, just let me know with the promo code HoodPod and give me 250. We can make that happen every day.
0: Oh, you have to respect the hustle out of Audio Al there. I genuinely did not listen to that voicemail because, again, he sent it after we were live. But you have to respect the hustle. Audio Al, part of the podcast wars. Again, he's already lost the podcast wars. It's been established. And then he had to switch to an already much, well, uh, much more established podcast, the land of 10,000-plus goons. But you respect the hustle. If you want in on the... Um, the 350 club for only the low, low price of 250. Hit up Audio Al. Anchor.fm. Uh, I don't know what their URL is, but just look up Land of 10,000 plus Coons because he still hasn't changed the name it's 2020 Al, get get on it but uh so yeah and i'll shout out to jordan if you want to do a five dollar pick them league week to week um you can do that through jordan just text him and it'll get you in also ryan eason shout out to al ryan eason does a ten dollar one against the spread so in jordan's it's the classic picks you just pick who wins the game and then al's or in, uh, ryan eason's you pick against the spread so one's five dollars one ten one's ten dollars one's classic just pick who you think's gonna win one's against the spread so i'll plug all those guys appreciate them i participate in all those things i just mentioned i'm part of the 350 club i do the pick'em leagues as well so thank you everyone for your submissions uh, audio <laughs> <Addy-well> again <laughs> gotta respect the hustle there uh josh we're already over an hour. I don't care. This is how it goes when we get a lot of fan submissions for the Fave 5. We're going to go over it, and that's the way it is. But we appreciate it, and I'm sure everyone else appreciates them hearing themselves on the pod. That's how we get listeners is people who want to listen to themselves. Um, so we already talked about your your Fave 5 um, kind of theory or... Uh, your criteria, but uh, after listening to everyone else's list, is there anyone on your list that will be shocking to people? Um, or are you as Nickelodeon heavy as everyone else's? It seems to be a very common theme here. How do you feel about your list after you've heard everyone else's?
1: I am quite Nickelodeon heavy. I am absolutely flabbergasted that one of my top five did not make anybody else's top five. Really? Yes, we'll have we'll have to get,
0: We'll have to get into that. Uh, I mentioned uh, my list, so there's the three big networks, and so just like everyone's, I could have had easily a fave five that was all Nickelodeon, but I wanted to respect Disney and I wanted to respect Cartoon Network because those are the big three cable networks as a kid. Um, so I had to include one from each of those other networks as well. So that kind of shows where my fave five list come from, came from. Also, I just want to say. Tom's the Tank Engine, though it's very clear I love it. I am a 26-year-old man with a Tom's the Tank Engine toy in my house. Also doubles as a book, in case you want to fucking read. Um, But anyways, Tom's the Tank Engine did not make my list because I never watched Tom's the Tank Engine as a TV show. So I understand it was a TV show, but anytime I ever watched Tom's the Tank Engine, it was on VHS and it was home video. So to me, it was always movies, even if it was cut down to little episodic uh, pieces. So it might be a technicality there, but I was like, there's, I, I don't need the Fave Five to prove my love for Thompson Tank Engine, but for me, it was always home videos versus watching it on TV through Shining Time Station or other just straight-up Thompson Tank Engine on PBS. So just he's not on my list. I don't want people to be upset at me, but just letting you know, he didn't make my list. I still love him. Uh, Josh, when you were making your list here, how many honorable mentions do you have? Because everyone seemed like they wanted to have a few, but does your list go on, or do you feel, you feel pretty good about your five?
1: I, I would be able to list at least 15 honorable mentions. <laughs> I had a lot of favorite shows growing up. Um, and so I, yeah, I mean,
0: you can list off a few if you want. Cause I got a list here. I'm I'm deciding in my head right now, if I want to list them all off, just rapid yeah, so, fire or if I don't want so, to rapid,
1: rapid fire here without any explanations. So, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with, I mean, Pokemon, Spongebob, Fairly Odd Parents, Rocket Power, Doug, um, all of the Yu Gi Oh, um, even Curse of Cowardly Dog, all of those Courage. honorable mentions.
0: And so those um, ones did make your fave five. Oh, this is going to be an interesting list. You just listed off some of the big ones.
1: Yeah, I mean. And and even as I'm looking at it right now, SpongeBob is sitting in my top five. But um, there are shows that are just popping up into my mind as I'm trying to relive my childhood and the shows that I watched. And I'm just like, how the hell did I forget that? That's right. Not, yeah, it's gonna push it out. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up with my actual list on the fly here. I think. I was gonna, gonna say gonna go truthiness
0: to take my passive aggressive slight at Josh like I'd like to do many times a day. If he was a little more prepared, probably would have a little more rounded top five. But or fa- see, I haven't did it. Damn it, Brian. Uh, a little more fake five. But uh, I have a bunch listed here, and I'm gonna go just rapid fire, no explanation. These are these are my honorable mentions. Did not make my five. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, all that Rugrat. Uh, no, sorry, not Rugrats. Sorry, spoiler. Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, Kids Next Door, Sweet Life, of Zach and Cody, Danny Phantom, Phil of the Future, Hey Arnold, Rocket Power, Dexter's Laboratory, Johnny Bravo. Oh, Avatar: The Last Airbender, Ned's Declassified School Survival Guide, Amanda Show, Jimmy Neutron, Blue's Clues, Rolly Pull the Oly, Recess, and Drake and Josh. Only gave up one spoiler there, but not bad. All right, Josh, we're already over an hour, but a lot of these shows we've already heard a lot, so we won't need to do much much explanation ourselves. Do you want the walk off shot or not? Sure all right you got it i'll go first then my fave five list again i wanted equal i wanted representation from all the big three uh networks ed ed and eddie comes in at my fave number five had to have a cart had to have a cartoon uh network representative here i can't fully describe why i love this show but every episode was a different eddie scheme just trying to get a fucking jawbreaker in the end it was stupid fun that i enjoyed a lot for some reason josh you're number five
1: my number five, one that we've heard quite a bit of, All That, kind of the kid's version of Saturday Night Live, um, Nickelodeon show. Gotta love it. Although actually a lot of those um, characters ended up going on to Saturday Night Live. So it just kind of goes, you know, we, we had we were hip back then
0: because we watched
1: the kid's version
0: of that. Yeah, Keenan's still on SNL to this day. Uh, My number four, my Disney representative is That's So Raven. Disney Needed a Spot 2, another show I can't quite put my finger on why I love so much, but I loved the concept of someone who had visions of the future because kids would love that, and I was a kid when I watched it. Raven, Eddie, Corey, their dad's character, who I forget the name of right now, but he was grilling and chilling at the Chillin' Grill. I don't know. The whole show was great. Disney, thank you for contributing to my childhood. Josh, you're number four.
1: Scooby-Doo. So I am loved it, even though there was only one season, like Brian said. It's one of those ones that kind of transcends time. You can say Scooby-Doo and everybody knows who you're talking about. Plus, I mean, they got the spin off movies. So I did watch the TV show, love the TV show. Liked the movies a little bit less. Um, but, I mean, you get the scrappy-doo. I mean, yeah. Come on.
0: Right. Uh, all right. My number three in the Fave 5 kids' TV shows is Rugrats. This show was great. All millennials should be familiar uh, as it was already running before most of us were born. Not that long lived of a show, but easily probably some of our earliest cartoons, whether you had it on every night like I did or not. And Rugrats had staying power to last through our childhoods. The, shen- the shenanigans they would get into as infants and toddlers were hilarious. Tommy. Uh, Tommy, Chucky, Phil, Lil, that bitch Angelica, ugh, the memories. Also, Reptar is an icon, the silly uh, dad Pickles, I forget his character's name, I think it was Lou, now that I think about it, Lou Pickles, I could go on. I love that show as a kid, and I grew out of it, of course, because it was a show about babies and toddlers, and you couldn't love that as a 10-year-old, preteen, teenager, whatever, but Rugrats was awesome. Josh, you're number three rugrats no way that was
1: the one that i was absolutely floored was not on anybody's list so far mm-hmm. um it was like you said i mean you basically summed it all up uh they did try and do the teen version which i did watch for a while yeah um and, and it was good it didn't have the staying power of the baby ver- or the child version but um i i just loved how they, they got into the the minds of a t- or uh um, toddler, young child or baby essentially right. and, and just made things how they would see them um, with, with some comedy involved um, and so gotta love it and then Dill Pickle come on
0: <laughs> yeah come on. He, he was a baby that came around and then eventually Dill was also in the all grown up version great great show uh, my number two so I'm gonna get a little more real here obviously we've all been having fun and joking around a bit but uh, my explanation for number two might get a little too real sorry if I bring down the mood but number two for me and my fave five is Fairly Odd Parents. Uh, I identified a lot with Timmy Turner. I was an only child at the time who wasn't quite neglected by my parents like Timmy was, but my parents divorced young and they both had to work and take care of the house alone because neither of them uh, hooked up again. Uh, so that's what they had to do to survive. So I was left to entertain myself the great majority of my childhood when I wasn't at school or at daycare or whatever. Um, so being able to escape and fantasize about my own Fairly Odd Parents who could grant my every wish was intoxicating and so i was glued to the tv watching what could be um so yeah a little more real on the fairly odd parents but a lot of screen time for me and so a lot of uh, a lot of this show great cosmo wanda iconic the pixie bit uh, crimson chin i mean yeah a lot a lot of their bits were great a lot of other people have talked about it but fairly odd parents my number two josh
1: um. So, just a, a bit of a spoiler slash teaser. My top two are non-cartoons. That's um, fine. And we've got keenan and Kel coming in at number two. Oh, so big fan of keenan and Kel growing up. um Who loves orange soda? I mean,
0: Kel loves orange soda. I do. I do. Uh, I do. i yeah. uh, love the
1: shenanigans they got into. um I mean, big keenan Allen fan growing up. Or that's not, that's the football player, uh, big <laughs> Keenan and Kel fan growing up. Um, and, and that show, in my opinion, had a staying power. If I could find a streaming service with it, I'd probably watch it.
0: Yeah, I respect that. Everyone talks about all that, but Keenan and Kel, also a classic. Uh, My number one, since we gave Josh the walk-off shot, I think it was in just about everyone's Fave Five list, but SpongeBob, um, obviously they still make episodes today. All their bits were hilarious. Most people have touched on it, but just to read the little bit, Blurby wrote up, this show is the standard for us younger millennials who had cable and were able to watch Nickelodeon. Debuting in 1999, I feel confident I see I saw every episode between then and at least oh5 if not oh8 my sweet spot yeah, young was sundays before church there were always two episodes back to pack i'd eat breakfast and grit get ready while glued to the tv we all know all the characters we all know at least five great bits they did and this is a show we could all share because we all loved them and still love it now so that's my number one spongebob everyone else talked about it great show doodle bob Bring it around town. I can keep going. Josh, the walk-off shot. Fave five, number one. What do you got, pal? Bring it
1: around town. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, SpongeBob. Like I said, didn't make my list, but it was it was tough to keep it off. I didn't know that everybody else would have it on theirs, um, and it definitely was the the. It was my number five prior to pushing out, um, pushing it out for. Um, all that but anyways going on it to my number one a tv show that started airing before i was even born this ladies and gentlemen none other than fresh prince of bel-air oh great show I don't that think it made anyone show, else's list either. It did not, and I was disappointed. It was it was actually one of the ones that as I'm sitting here and I'm right because what I usually do is I'll write everything down that I watched or like everything down for and I do this for all the fave fives and then I'll kind of go in circle like and then I'll narrow it down that way. It right. was one of the last ones on my list and and the reason for the reason that it came up is because I remembered I have a headband with that logo on it. And it says prime, Bought that recently, my hidden Oaks t-shirt that I made when we had the Madden league, mine was based off the fresh prints of hidden Oaks. Um, I just, I love that show. DJ Jazzy Jeff, uncle Phil. Um, it was, I mean, it had life lessons. It had Will Smith. It had Carlton, the famous Carlton dance. I owned season one and two on DVD. I mean, come on folks yeah disappoint
0: yeah yeah i mean it's fair yeah i mean obviously that certainly qualifies as a kids tv show i probably went listening just because i think it does skew a little bit older but very fair very great points i mean probably one of the most emotional moments in all of our childhood if we watched that show was when will broke down and said when he was talking about his dad was why don't he want me man and then was embraced by uncle phil To this day, that could still jerk a tear if it really wanted to. Yes.
1: That, that causes that throat lump every time I, every time I see that. Um, and then even finding out that. Um, the acting behind it was based on true story on Will's father leaving him. It's, you know, it's, it's got its moments like that. Um, it's got, I mean, like you said, it was kind of that older teen, older youth, but um, growing up, I mean, I watched a lot of those shows like Brady Bunch and um, Gilligan's oh, Island. I didn't Ozzie even think Show. about that. Oh my! God. I oh, mean, my God. I watched a lot of those shows and those are, those are definitely my honorable mentions. And, and, but the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is one that, I mean, you got the theme song. Everybody yeah. knows the, like, the opening the opening beat to that theme song. Yeah. And I can still see the ch- chair spinning. <laughs>
0: yeah, this is going to be a gamble that might go poorly, but we'll just see what this turns up right here. I'm going to click this button and just see.
2: Now this is a story all about how my life got
4: flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel-Air.
0: all right we won't play the whole thing i just wanted to see see how that would work out but josh that was a beautiful walk-off shot the fresh prince of bel-air great upset because it didn't make anyone else's list we are now in the outro an hour and 16 minutes in on the audio sorry again if this gets a little bit long but it's because of our fans and i don't want to say i'm ungrateful but um you know we want to respect all our fans we want to give them their due if they submit so uh becoming less of a football podcast but more of an entertaining podcast which is what we wanted our theme to be this year uh oh fuck i can't forget the fave five for next week speaking of football we're getting back into football next week we are doing non-homer active qb so everyone we won't do the nfc north thing we'll just do everyone has one homer team mine's the vikings josh is the packers jack is either tampa bay or patriots whatever it is so you just can't there's only one quarterback disqualified he can pick through the rest of them fave five non-homer active nfl quarterbacks so we can get back into football a little bit jack's idea of pokemon is great i'll have to see if it's on the roster for this year or not otherwise we'll squeeze it in um, but that's the Faith five for next week same same offer i'll give you a dollar if you did it this week or if you do it new next week i'll give you a free dollar if you do your fav five via voicemail and i won't restrict everyone to just one voicemail now but jack if you send us four or five next week uh i probably won't play them all so uh yeah that's the fav five for next week in the outro josh you have anything else you want to say before you go eat din din with the wife um i'm
1: actually gonna go blow some snow and then shovel the driveway um (laughs) so go
0: us. there you go uh stay safe out there covid's real it is now snowing if you're here in minnesota so be careful of the snow as well and be careful of the spiking cases uh political climate is still tumultuous if you haven't voted go vote already one last debate oh god
1: I was going to say, what's more dangerous right now? The political climate or the COVID
0: climate? The fact that it's tied, in my mind, is the scariest part. Um, So that'll tell you how I feel about it. Uh, But one more debate, if you're still somehow undecided, you shouldn't be. You should either love or hate someone by now. But Maybe that's the wrong place for our country to be. Anyways, not to get overly political, but uh, I probably will before before actual election day. So stay safe, everybody, with all those things going on. Hidden Oaks Overdose at gmail.com, facebook.com, slash hoodpod, anchor.fm, slash hoodpod. Again, dollar offer for any Faye five submissions next week, whether you did it this week or you're doing it new uh, next week. YouTube, be a friend, tell a friend, help us on our journey to 100 subs. Josh, it's time for the people to go to sleep. It's time for me to go eat my pizza and for you to blow. See you later, pal. Else. bye